0: I'm James Ryan Smith. Welcome to the Things Above podcast. You're listening to episode 39. If you missed the pilot episode or this is your first time listening, this is a podcast for what I call Mind Discipleship. As I've said before, the most important aspect of our discipleship is mind discipleship because what happens in our minds influences everything about our lives. So, we need to set our minds on thoughts from above each and every day. Today's thought from above is this. God is not in a hurry when it comes to our spiritual development. Recently, I was visiting with a longtime friend who shared with me her frustration about not being as spiritually mature as she would like to be. She said. I thought by now I'd be deeper in the kingdom, as you like to say, Jim. I just assumed that after being an apprentice of Jesus for almost two decades, that I'd be kind of a spiritual giant, that I would have it all together. But instead, I find that I still battle with some of the same things I did as a young Christian. It's just so discouraging. Do you have any wisdom for me? She asked. I did my best to share something that I was fortunate to learn many years ago, and that is this. God is not in a hurry when it comes to our spiritual development. That may come as a surprise, but I believe it is true. To be sure, most of us are very much in a hurry when it comes to our spiritual growth. I know I'm often impatient when I'm confronted with my lack of development in areas of my spiritual life. Miles Stanford, in his classic book titled Principles of Spiritual Growth, has a chapter that really shaped the way I look at our spiritual growth. The chapter is actually titled Time, and in it, Stanford writes, It seems that most believers have difficulty in realizing and facing up to the inexorable fact that God does not hurry in his development of our Christian life. God is working for and from eternity. So many feel they're not making progress unless they're swiftly and constantly forging ahead. I certainly relate to this. Like my friend, I have an unspoken expectation that I'm supposed to make leaps and bounds in my walk with Christ each and every day, or at least each week. Think about your own spiritual journey for a moment. Were there times or seasons, perhaps even years, in which you felt like you were growing rapidly in your faith? I know I've had those times. In fact, the first few years of my life in Christ were marked by rapid growth and change. When I offered my life to Christ in August of 1980, my life and my soul began changing right away. Like the great John Wesley, I felt my heart strangely warmed from the moment I gave my life to Christ. The change happened so quickly, in fact, that it was hard for me and for my friends to understand what exactly had happened to me, because almost overnight I went from a party animal to a Jesus freak. I had my head in the Bible most of the time, and I longed for Christian fellowship. This magic carpet ride lasted for several months, but in time, those changes began to slow down. Miles Stanford notes that what I experienced is actually very common for new converts. There's an old saying, there's no zeal like a convert's zeal. Stanford writes, it's true that the new convert begins and continues sometime at a fast rate, but he goes on to say, This will not continue if there is to be a healthy growth and ultimate maturity. That seems counter to what we might assume. The fast rate, he says, will not continue if there is to be healthy growth and ultimate maturity. Now, why is this so? Well, according to Stanford, there are several reasons. One reason is that if the rapid growth were to continue, we could easily become overly confident in ourselves we might be tempted to think that this great progress were somehow the result of our effort. God, writes Stanford, has to teach us that we have no strength. Think of Moses. He had this powerful encounter in front of the burning bush, but then he needed 40 years to mature into the leader God designed him to be. Or think of Paul. After his miraculous conversion, He spent three years in Arabia in solitude and study before he was ready for his mission. In other words, the development of our souls takes a great deal of time. Dallas Willard was fond of saying, our souls are massive and they grow slowly. Unless we understand and accept this, we're bound, like my friend, to feel a lot of frustration. One of my favorite sayings, which my colleagues hear me often say, is that we have to play the long game when it comes to the development of our souls. As I write this, I have three tomato plants in my garden. I just planted them a few weeks ago. And they've been growing since about the first week of May. And right now, they're small. They're green plants. But in the next few weeks, they are going to double in size. And in the next few months, they'll start yielding tomatoes. One of the plants, in fact, is named Fourth of July, because this plant should be producing fruit by that date. Man, I love homegrown tomatoes, and I can't wait to eat them. But in truth, they're going to yield their fruit only for a month or two, and by the fall, they will have faded away. In contrast, there are two large oak trees in my front yard. They're about 70 feet tall, and by my estimate, are about 50 years old. And here's what's really amazing. They're in no way done growing. Oak trees continue to grow for 700 years, and they can live up to around 1,000 years. They can grow 130 feet high and 130 feet wide. Over their lifespan, they will produce 100 million acorns. Now, I shared this illustration because our souls are more like oak trees than tomato plants. Miles Stanford offers another important truth when it comes to speed or lack thereof in our spiritual growth. He uses the growth of trees to make a very powerful comparison to the growth of our souls, a truth that I was never made aware of until I read his book. He writes, Growth is not a uniform thing in the life of a tree. In some single months, there's more growth than the entire rest of the year. During the rest of the year, there is solidification, without which the green timber would be useless. The period of rapid growth, when the woody fiber is actually deposited between the bark and the trunk, occupies but four to six weeks in May, June, and July. So, back to those oak trees in my front yard. We've lived in our house for almost 20 years now. When we moved in, those trees were not nearly as tall or as wide as they are now. But what I had no idea about is that their growth occurred only during those four to six weeks each year. The rest of the year is spent in solidification. That's a beautiful image to remember when it comes to our spiritual growth. We grow rapidly in certain seasons, but then the vast majority of the time is spent solidifying that growth. If we grew and grew and grew without solidification, that growth, as Stanford points out, would be useless. One last bit of wisdom from Miles J. Stanford. Just as the growth of the tree involves sunshine, it also involves storms. He writes, Days of sunshine and days of storm each add to their share. Blessing will succeed blessing, and storm will follow storm before the fruit is full grown and comes to maturity. So, back to my friend who shared with me her frustration about her lack of spiritual growth. That frustration is normal. It's a sign that we long to grow, to mature, to live, as I say, more deeply in the kingdom. But the reality is that we're more like oaks than tomato plants. God, as Stanford said, is working from and for eternity. Our growth comes in spurts and then needs time to solidify. And during those times, you know, we can easily become discouraged when we see little growth and We may even think we've stopped growing at all, or even worse, that we've maybe fallen backwards. Be at peace. So, I want to leave you with a thought from above from the Apostle Paul, because Paul, he knew a thing or two about patience when it comes to our growth. He wrote, I'm confident of this, that the one who began a good work among you will bring it to completion by the day of Jesus Christ. Philippians 1.6. I hope you'll join me next week for our episode 40, which will be a things above conversation with our good friend, Chris Huertz. Until then, you can find me on Twitter and Facebook at James Brian Smith. And you can learn more about this podcast at apprenticeinstitute.org. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with a friend. And you can also subscribe, which means you're going to get them automatically each week. My hope is that one day if you're asked, what's on your mind? Your answer will be things above.